This is The Hair Loss Files, the podcast where we get super real about all things female hair loss. My name's Kimberly, your androgenic alopecia bestie and founder of Luster Hair. We're on a mission to break the stigma of female hair loss and take back our confidence. And lucky me, I get to spend this time chatting to you. We're all on this crazy wild ride together. So let's get into it. files podcast i'm kimberly hello 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 if we haven't met oh my gosh i feel like there's so much to catch you up on i am so excited to be here we have another really really great topic to chat about and obviously i like to get off topic a lot and i do have my dog in the room with me and she could bark at any time because i'm literally looking out my window right now and there are people walking past people we've got like you know, a good chance that nothing's going to happen. But heaven forbid, if a dog walks past the window, she is going to just lose her cool and start barking. So, I mean, we do edit this podcast very slightly for things like dog barking. So hi, Dakota. If you're editing this, there might be some dog barking in there. Um, All right. Now, today, like, I've got like a line, like, with these podcasts, I just write down a few like key points that I want to go through, but I just, wherever the wind blows me, that's where, that's where we're going. That's where we're going. And the topic I have today is if I didn't have hair loss. So from the title, if I didn't have hair loss, we're kind of talking about what are the positive things that come out of hair loss? And I know you're thinking, Kim, don't be an absolute fool. There are no positive things that come out of hair loss. And I get you. I understand hair loss is a shit time. It's shit. We're not going to like lie about it. I'm not going to sit here and be all like fluffy. It's like, oh, wow, hair loss is amazing. Like, I'm so happy I went through hair loss. No. Like, if I could choose to not have hair loss, yeah, I'm going to choose to not have hair loss. But the other thing I've learned through hair loss, which I guess is is kind of a positive, it's like acceptance comes when, hang on, what's the, what's the quote? This is a quote, except radical acceptance begins, oh no, change, change begins with the radical acceptance of what is. And that quote really speaks to me on so many levels. Obviously, hair loss. Change begins with the radical acceptance of what is. Now, I'm not saying that reciting this quote in your mirror 64 times is going to bring back your hair. But what I am trying to say is that when we change, well, we want to change. We want to change something about ourselves. We want to change. We want to have more hair. We want to change the way we feel about our hair loss. We want to not care about it. We see people on Instagram not caring about their hair loss. How can we be like that? Well, if we want to change anything about ourselves, that begins with accepting. And I know that's a shit thing to do. We don't want to accept 
But acceptance doesn't always mean you agree with what's happening. When we want to change something, we need to accept what is. So the hard facts for me right now, my hair is 60%, 70% thinner than it was when I was 19 years old. That's what is. The other thing I need to accept is my hair keeps getting thinner every single year, all the time. It's constantly falling out. I need to accept that that is what is. For me to have a full, amazing head of hair, I wear toppers. That is my reality. I can try every vitamin, cream, potion, lotion known to mankind. They didn't work for me. I need to accept that that is. That is. That is. So how do I change it? Well, once I started to just, I guess, in want of better, more, you know, like, in want of better words, get over it. Once I just got over it, started to accept that, okay, I have hair loss, now what? That's when I started to notice changes. And not changes like my hair started growing back, but changes as in my perception of it. It's like that idea when you're stuck in traffic, you, you know, you're stressed, you wanna beep at everyone, you wanna just get to where you're going. But if you were looking over that traffic from a high building, you could see it as poetic. You could see it as maybe even a piece of artwork. Change could potentially come from changing your perspective of your situation. What are the things that I can change? Well, I can't magically grow my hair back. I mean, I can try lots of medications, but that's not necessarily going to work. What I can do are things like accept that this is happening to me, accept that it's not my fault, accept that I didn't choose this, accept that I can wear hair if I want to, accept that it's probably never going to come back. It might, but it might not. And once you start to settle into that, that is your reality now. That can really soothe you. It can calm you down because the worst thing about hair loss for me was like, obviously it was the, the actual physicality of losing my hair, but just the whole idea of not being able to do anything, not being able to control how it how much was falling out feeling like i there was literally like i could spend x amount of money that doesn't mean that i'm getting my hair back whereas if i spend x amount of money and i want to buy you know 10 apples i'm guaranteed to get those 10 apples from the supermarket but to buy like a different treatment that doesn't mean that it's coming back so you've got this whole like emotional charge of like your time, your money, your emotions, the fact that you're losing hair and that's like a grieving point. It definitely is. What really just helped me was when I just stopped fearing my hair loss, when I stopped focusing on it, which admittedly is hard to stop focusing on something that's causing you, like something that's in the center of your mind. But there are things that you can do for this and for me it was 
like I spoke about, I've spoken about it in many previous podcasts, like finding that community, finding that common ground with women who are similar to me, who are experiencing the same thing, but just also accepting it as my truth. I'm losing my hair. So what am I going to do about it? For me, it was finding toppers and wigs, but also just having this calm come over me. I'm accepting my hair loss for what it is. If it gets worse, I will deal with that when I get to it, but I'm not going to pre-grieve. I'm not going to get up. I'm not going to have a bad day twice. I'm not going to think about, oh, but it's a, it's like this now, but in one year's time, what's it going to look like? Am I still going to be able to wear this topper? Am I still going to be able to, you know, navigate my life with more hair loss than I do now? When that day comes, if it comes, you can deal with it then. And it's just finding ways not to distract yourself, but to rewire our minds into not being able to having to heavily focus on our hair loss and finding like other things to focus on like your career or your friends or you know maybe you want to start a business like those things can having a project really did also help me to and my project was actually hair loss solution which is hilarious um but actually being so busy with starting a business, uh, you know, focusing on other things, just my brain just switched off from hair loss. Started focusing, I started to have other problems come up. And I was like, wow, this is actually really, this is progress because I'm not thinking about my hair loss anymore. I'm thinking about all these other problems, but my hair loss isn't like a problem that's on my radar. And that was actually really amazing, like having that realization, like it was actually quite incredible to have a problem which wasn't hair related. Um, so I really appreciated having that problem. People that don't have hair loss would listen to this podcast and think, oh my gosh, like what are they talking about? How how can you focus so much on hair loss and like all these emotions that go through it? But you just don't understand. Like if you don't have it, if you have not experienced hair loss, you don't understand how like you so much of you is like engrossed into hair loss, enveloped into it, researching, looking, doing all these different things to like try and solve it or come up with that magical cure or like, you know, get some Nobel Peace Prize or medical prize for like curing hair loss. And honestly, if they would have done it by now, if they could do it, I don't know. Maybe one day we've got some magical potion coming, but in the meantime, we have to just make do with what we've got. And what we've got is pretty bloody amazing right now. I'm just looking at my hair in the camera because we also record these podcasts. Um, and this topper, I've got a new topper on. I just got it yesterday. And I'm sorry, but I'm obsessed with what this piece looks like. And I literally can't stop looking in the camera because I'm like, wow, I love that color. That blend is perfect. I'm just like, who could be sad about their hair loss when you have like awesome hair that just clips on and you don't have to do anything with it. Oh my gosh. Honestly, I always say it, hair loss toppers save my bloody butt saved my butt all right so if i didn't have hair loss 
Here are some of the things that I would have never got to experience. I would have never met some of my best friends. Starting Luster started a whole community. Like I have met so many women from all over the world, but I've met some really special women from Australia and some even work at Luster Hair. Okay, I have made some incredible friends through hair loss. And it's just like when we we met all on Instagram, but when we actually met in real life for the first time, it was like there was this instant connection because it's I've gone through hair loss. They've gone through hair loss. We're literally the same person and we don't need to hide anything. And it was so fun. It was so fun to just chat about wearing hair and even it was fun to chat about our hair loss stories you know what i mean because it was like you're chatting about your hair loss with people who've gone through it and i've never been able to do that in my normal life like i have never felt such a connection with other women than i have in the hair loss community because they got it they understood that it's a shit time that it's not fun you've they've tried all the same medications as me they've tried biotin they've tried laser caps they've tried you know every iron supplement and it is just it's not like you're bathing in misery together but it was just so beautiful to have such connected relationships with other girls going through the same thing i didn't have to explain myself i didn't have to explain why my hair looked amazing but i have hair loss hello toppers hello wigs because they were wearing them too and it was just really fun like especially in the beginning days like when instagram hair loss community was like quite new i just remember it was just such a relief to meet other women who were going through the same thing because I'd never spoken about my hair loss publicly. And I know most of you listening don't speak about your hair loss publicly. I'm just speaking from my own experience here. But I was one of the first people, there were only a couple of us back then. I was one of the first people who were speaking about hair loss publicly on Instagram. And it, I, the first time I spoke about hair loss on a public Instagram page, I was my pants oh my gosh it was it was scary because not only am I talking about the most vulnerable topic I had but it was on a public forum and I was trying to connect with others and like find my people and honestly the risk was so worth it because I found some amazing friends built this amazing community and then it encouraged other people to start their own Instagram accounts start talking about their hair loss, different forms of alopecia, different forms of hair loss. It was really, really beautiful. I just remember those times. This is back in like 2018, 2019. It was just the start of this new era I found. Now everyone's got a hair loss account and I love that so much. I think it's really amazing. Obviously, it's still like a niche um, kind of, you know, community, but it's not a niche problem. It's not a niche experience. More than 50% of women at some point in their lifetime will go through some form of hair loss, whether that be, you know, genetics like me, or after having a baby, like some postpartum hair loss, after having a surgery, alopecia of different forms, total hair loss. Um, There's just all different kinds of hair loss and they are not uncommon. They're not uncommon. 
the only common thing is when you go see a doctor or a dermatologist or a trichologist, they don't have a solution for us that is a guaranteed. They don't have a guaranteed solution. They can say, oh, try this, but there's this amount of side effects or try this, it might not work, but it's really expensive. But if you want to try it, you can try it. It's just like, what sort of hope is that? What sort of solution is that? Again, back to toppers, back to wigs. That's why I love this product because it is a guaranteed solution. It's not maybe it will work. It's like, no, I'm 100% confident. I'm more than 100% confident this will work. That biotin supplement might have an impact, might have an impact, but a topper will definitely work for you. But speaking of like, if I didn't have hair loss, hair loss, I really do feel that I did develop strength through going through something as devastating as hair loss and resilience. I, I've, I've come back from feeling this down like this. I think back to when it was first happening. And when I say first happening, I was 19. It was not until I was like 26, 27 before I found hair toppers in the first place. But the hair toppers I found, I didn't love them. It wasn't until I was really 29 until I started to feel like, started to like I was speaking about, like accept my hair loss for what it was. That's 10 years, 10 years of feeling like my life was only ever going to be like 60% good because I have hair loss. And that's how I lived. I looked at everyone's hairlines. I focused on everyone else. I was looking at, oh, what, what about my diet? What can I do? What other medications haven't I tried? What doctors could I go to next? Maybe this dermatologist will have a different solution. Oh, I don't want to go to that event because my hair's not going to look good. And oh, that girl's going and she's got such a thick head of hair and I hate her for that. It was crazy. And this is not even exaggerating. I wouldn't want to go to events because people that were there were going to have more hair than me. And I didn't want that because I thought I had to be like, you know, the, the best in the room. And that's, I sort of grew up like feeling as though I had this like obligation to be pretty, this obligation to be like better than everyone. Obviously through childhood, <laughs> I don't know what happened there, but just this feel, this sense of like, if you're not, looking a certain way if you don't feel a certain way people are not going to like you and I put a lot of my worth into what I looked like and I put a lot of worth in, yeah into my appearance so losing my hair at such a young age when I built my esteem a lot centered around how I looked and then losing my hair that was devastating that took so much from me and it I never quite got my zest for life back until I was like 29 30 when I really just accepted and embraced my hair loss situation and I'm gonna put a bit of a secret here because I've never I don't think I've ever said this out loud but I think once I started not focusing on my hair loss and stop stressing about my hair 
it actually started to not fall out as much. And I know that's controversial, but it's just what I've experienced. As soon as I stopped releasing these stress chemicals, I don't know anything about science and chemicals and hormones, but as soon as I really became at peace with my hair for what it was, it stopped falling out as much. And I have noticed a difference in it. It is still thin, don't get me wrong. It's not like it's growing back, but I feel like the shed has ended. I feel like I lose a normal amount of hair, not a hair loss amount of hair. So I don't know if it is linked to my stress and emotion, but honestly, I feel like it does fall out less. And I've never said that out loud before because I've always been worried that I don't want to like come across as like, obviously I, you know, you know, I'm not medical. The way I even described that experience is not medical at all, but it's just been my experience. As soon as I stopped stressing about my hair, kind of stopped falling out, still thin, but it's not falling out as much. So I don't know if there's something to that. Look, I'm going to take it. I'm going to take it as a win because any win is great. Um, still going to wear my toppers and wigs because it's not growing back and it's not... You should have seen how thick my hair was before it started falling out. It was thick. Like hairdressers did not... <laughs> they had to like set a, like time away for them to do my hair. Like they would complain. They'd be like, it's so thick. Gonna, I had to have like three people blow drying my hair in a salon when I was like 17. Oh my gosh. And I used to hate it. It was so thick. Like I didn't want to go in a swimming pool when I was young because like it would just take so long to like wash and blow dry my hair after. It's like never wet my hair. And that's the thing like now, like people say, oh, can you swim in toppers and wigs? Yes, but I never put my head underwater anyway. And I wasn't putting my head underwater and I had a full head of hair because it was like, too much of a problem to blow dry and straighten it after. And normally my mum, hi mum, thank you for blow drying my hair all that. She would, she would blow dry my hair every time I washed it and it would literally take her like almost two hours to do. Now my hair blow dries in like four minutes. <laughs> so I don't know if what's, I don't know if what's better. I don't know. But hair loss has made me strong, has made me resilient and I guess I would have never started Luster Hair if I didn't have hair loss. So if I didn't have hair loss, I would have never started this company and I would have never formed the connections that I have with like my friends and my team here at Luster. And honestly, I can't imagine my life now without Luster Hair. Like what would I literally do? I'd still be a teacher probably. I don't know if I would have survived teaching through COVID. Like I'm just thinking back, like that was tough. If you're a teacher out there and you got through COVID <laughs> teaching, my hat comes off to you because teaching is hard as it, oh my gosh. I was, if you don't know, I was a high school teacher and that's when I started Lustel. I was, you know, teaching kids to write essays. And in the, in the meantime, I was like chatting with customers and like um, talking about my hair loss. On, on <laughs> so it was a whole thing, but oh my gosh, I don't think I would have survived COVID with teaching hats off if you did bloody hell tough gig tough gig 
I think my life now is like less stressful than when I was a teacher and I run a business. So yeah, I have so much respect for teachers, honestly, so much. I've got this point on my notes. It's like, if I didn't have hair loss, I wouldn't have the coolest party trick. And it's just so funny because I love taking my topper off for strangers because obviously in my situation, people ask me like, oh, what do you do for work? I sell toppers and wigs online. That's not like a common response. Like a common response is I'm an accountant or, you know, I'm a teacher. Not I sell toppers. <laughs> and we send out hair in a box to women all over the world. And they're like, what do you mean toppers? Like, what's a topper? Because obviously no one knows what a topper is. So my favorite thing to do is take my topper off and then clip it in for people. And I don't know if that's like something that they want to see, but they have no choice. They're seeing it. And I love showing them because like, honestly, the faces, the faces are like, oh my gosh, I would have never, ever thought that you were wearing hair. How? Where? Where does that start? Where does that end? How does it work? And they just like, and then they just want one. Literally a week later, I'll get people like messaging me. Hey, Kim, um, do you reckon a topper could work for me? I'm like, yes, a topper could work for anyone. So, um... Yeah, it's my favorite thing to do. And I don't just do that at parties. I do that at the dog park. I do that at cafes. I do that at, well, just anywhere, really. Just anywhere. So my, my friends are like worried to come out with me. Like, oh my God, is Kim going to take her hair off today? <laughs> I'm going to wrap up the podcast here, but I'm just going to end on a little bit of a summary because talking about your hair loss talking about any hardship you're going through with a trusted friend or your partner or a therapist can really be the start of something amazing. I wish I spoke about my hair loss earlier. I wish I had a, I had a therapist when I was going through it. I didn't have a therapist. I had a therapist, but I never spoke about my hair loss. How embarrassing. Can't believe I didn't speak about that. I've spoken about that in more detail in the last, in another podcast, but like going through a hardship, actually you come out the other side. You do. There is a light. You will be free. You will be free of these thoughts. I promise you. I promise you. I was there for 10 years. You will be free of these thoughts. Your hair might not grow back, but your mindset will change. You will adapt. We are built to be resilient. We're built to be strong. We're built to adapt. You're going to be a more understanding person. Once you get through this, you're going to understand other people's struggles. And that's such a beautiful thing. And for me, it's created like more empathy towards others and what they're going through. Just like this human connection and everyone goes through struggles everyone goes through struggles oh my gosh like it might not be hair loss but if imagine if we didn't struggle through anything what would we be here for like what would be our purpose to just go through life feeling like one emotion happy we want life is here to be lived and sometimes life throws us like hard things and like 
things we don't want. But it's all there to teach us something. It's all going to lead to something new, a new group of friends, a new lesson to learn, a new career, you know, a new hairdo. <laughs> so just have have confidence in yourself that you will get through this. You might already be there. Just have confidence. It's going to happen for you too. I promise you it's going to happen. And we're here all the way for you. Our Luster Hair community is here for you. If you haven't joined our private group on Facebook, I would definitely recommend that because you can start interacting with women, like I was saying, who are going through a similar thing to you. So join us. It's a private group so no one in your Facebook friends will see your posts or comments in the group, only the people in the group. So it's called Hair Loss Queens. And you can type that in and search in Facebook groups and type in Hair Loss Queens and it will come up. Request to join the group. We'll accept you in and come and be part of the Luster family. It's super supportive. It's a really supportive corner of the internet. Just a really little like nice group of women just rocking their wigs, rocking their toppers or rocking their no hair at all and just navigating through the ups and downs of hair loss. So we'd really love to see you there. And in the meantime, I hope you've enjoyed this episode and I'll see you in the next one. Bye.